Welcome to the Single Dad Reboot Podcast, Episode 4. I'm coming to you live from my car at my daughter's soccer practice. Uh, as a single parent, you have to uh, find time to do the things you want to do whenever you can find the time. It's not always easy, so here I am at soccer practice. But uh, today I wanted to talk about something that I actually came up with the idea for, I guess about a month ago. I was on a weekly mindset call with a group that I'm in, and... It was the very first call of the group, and we were just, you know, kind of going around the call. It was a Zoom call, as, uh, you know, most meetings are nowadays due to coronavirus. But we're just going around the uh, Zoom call. Everybody just kind of telling their background and just things like that. And one of the guys on the call mentioned that he had been recently divorced, I believe, within the last few years. Um, He had two older children that were no longer living with him. And he had, I believe, just recently broken up with his girlfriend. And I think pretty much any of us can relate to, you know, divorce, uh, maybe not necessarily divorce, but, you know, we can relate to really awful breakups. I'm pretty sure that just about everybody's been through one at some point in their life. Um, If you haven't, then knock on wood, you are the luckiest person alive. (laughs) But anyway, he was in a really bad place. He was really struggling. You know, just dealing with heartbreak and the day to day and, you know, the emotional ups and downs and, you know, feeling good for a couple of days and then feeling like crap when things hit again and just sort of going back and forth. And while we were on the call, the moderator, my good friend, Joe Kalari, shout out to Joe. <laughs> he asked everybody to, you know, chip in with a little bit of advice. And the advice I had was kind of countered to what everybody else was saying, um, you know, having gone through numerous awful breakups, lucky me, and uh, divorce, um, I had a different kind of advice to give him. And so that's where the idea from this podcast came from. So basically, the theme of this particular episode is just going to be about how, you know, we have a romantic relationship that ends, Um, you get dumped, or maybe you're the dumper. Um, That actual breakup is something that can shine a light on what your own personal weaknesses are. Um, Now, those personal weaknesses could just be you personally for things for yourself, or they could be weaknesses for how you deal and cope with relationships in general, or just how you deal and cope with your life, or, you know, even just social relationships with friends and things like that. So I just wanted to, I guess, sort of expand on the advice that I was trying to give him Uh, the gentleman on the call just to give him more of an idea if he tunes in or for anybody else that could be interested into how a breakup could show you what your weaknesses are um just felt like it deserved more than the minute or two that i gave him on the call and just wanted to expand more um so basically anytime you get dumped or you get heartbroken um you have a relationship come to an end and it was a serious relationship or maybe it was a a quick and fast fling where you just got really attached really quickly um it's anytime one of those things comes to an end it's pretty much you know a reset button it's a restart um yes you know breakups and divorces and things like that totally suck they're never fun um i mean i feel like if you're in a situation where you get broken up with or you're doing the breaking up with the other person, your partner, and you feel okay and you don't really care, then you probably 
should have ended the relationship, you know, much, much sooner than when it actually ended. Um, that's actually something I'll get into further on here, just being a bad relationship ender. But so if you start out just thinking about how when that relationship comes to an end, that that's a perfect time for you to just hit the reset button. Now, it's not easy. You have to do a lot of introspection and soul searching. Um, Because I know a lot of people, even myself, too, when I was younger, you know, a relationship ends and you break up. You know, the first thing you think is, you know, how could this happen to me? I was so good to that person. I did so much for them. How could they? Yada, yada, yada. Um, You know, but at the end of the day, you can't just push the blame onto other people. Um, You know, relationships do take two people. It's you and your partner. So regardless of what you might think in the moment when it first happens, you know, give yourself some time to cool down. But you contributed in some way, shape or form to that relationship coming to an end. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that if somebody cheats on you or they lie to you or they completely treat you terrible, that that's your fault. And you're accepting blame for that because you're not. Because at the end of the day, you can't control other people's actions or behaviors. You can only control your own. So if a person's going to cheat or they're going to lie or treat you awful, I mean, that's really on them. There's not really anything you can do about it. Um, The only way you can really stop it is to get out of the situation before it happens, but nobody can read mine. So how the heck is that supposed to happen? So the first thing, what you want to do, I guess after you've had a little bit of time to sort of calm down and emotionally adjust and accept that, you know, the relationship's ended and you got dumped or you're getting divorced or the divorce is final or you're just about to go through a divorce is, you know, just sort of look at your behaviors and actions throughout the course of the relationship. Um, You know, some of the things are, you know, if it was a, a specifically a long relationship, you know, I think it's probably a story as old as time, but people get into long relationships and they get comfortable and let themselves go and maybe they don't take care of themselves physically or you know maybe when the relationship started they had goals and dreams for what they wanted to do with their life and then they just stopped going after them now marriages are a little bit difficult you know especially if kids are involved because everything changes once you have children i mean things that were once priorities are no longer priorities um things change so you know you might have super grand ideas for a career or you know something you want to do but you know you have an extra mouth to feed now kids are just hanging out and uh i guess hanging out is not the right word um (laughs) but the kids are there and you have to take care of them so they're the priority um you know you got to feed them you know make sure they're taking care of all that good stuff so things do tend to take a back seat you let yourself go you know couple days turn into a couple weeks weeks turn into months months turns into years i mean even if you've been with somebody for like 10 or 15 years even if you let yourself go to the point to where you just gain a pound a year that adds up compounds you know 10 15 years bam you're 15 pounds heavier now i know when you make your marriage vows you know you say through thick and thin sickness and in health but i also don't think that you can really choose what you're attracted to so it is quite possible that Maybe the person you're with doesn't like what you're becoming and they're just not attracted to you anymore. And there's really nothing you can do short of get in the gym and fix it. You know, sometimes that can work. Sometimes it can't. But it's just something to keep in mind in terms of did you get too comfortable? 
get too lazy and let yourself go. Um, another thing to think of is, you know, were you a doormat in the relationship? Um, did you constantly just give in to what the other person wanted? Did you not stick up for yourself? Did you let them talk to you all kinds of crazy and never say anything back? Um, that doesn't mean you have to yell and fight or anything like that, of course. But, you know, if you're being disrespected, you should, you know, mention it. Say, I'm not going to take this kind of disrespect or however you want to address it. So uh, I think, you know, just think about people you know that never really stand up for themselves and they're just kind of doormats. Like, I think most people don't really respect that. And, you know, if you're just going to let yourself be walked over, it just kind of gets old for the other person, I think, you know. People don't want to be with people that just constantly do whatever you want to do and never put up a fight or, you know, never defend themselves or stick up for themselves. Um, You know, another shortcoming you might have is maybe you're not good at communication. Um, You know, they do something to upset you and you just let it go. Don't say anything. Um, Or maybe you have some boundaries that you're just not communicating about and you're not enforcing. So the person keeps crossing the boundary or maybe you are communicating about it and you are trying to enforce them, but the other person just doesn't respect them. You know, that's a red flag. Um, You know, a lot of people will dive into a relationship and ignore red flags, you know, especially if you're in the honeymoon phase of the relationship because everything seems so perfect and great. And then you get a few months or maybe a year or more down the line and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe that I'm stuck here doing this when the signs were there the whole time and you just ignored them. Because, you know, you were stuck in the honeymoon phase. Uh, some other things that, you know, that could be a weakness is, uh, you know, letting yourself go. Uh, or not letting yourself go, but losing yourself in the relationship. So what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you have things that you like to do and friends you like to hang out with. But then once you get into a relationship, you put all that stuff to the side and you end up just doing what the other person likes to do. And that other person just becomes your main friend and you start just completely ignoring your other friends and letting them go. Um, Next thing you know, it's just all about, you know, what your partner or significant other is doing. Um, You know, that's can put a strain on a relationship, too. Um, It's not to say that, you know, of course, you have a partner and you want to be with them. So, of course, you know, you want to spend more time with them and do more things with them. But I think you also need to keep a healthy balance between that and, you know, having your other friends and other hobbies and. Maybe not necessarily like your own life, per se, outside of the marriage, but you have things you like to do, so you should just stick with them and do them. And outside of that, some other things, maybe you're just a bad ender of relationships. Like maybe the expiration date on the relationship was after maybe four or five, six months, but you just kept hanging in there thinking that it would get better, and then they never did, and then the other person just beat you to the punch and dumped you before you could dump them. Um, that's something else to think about. I mean, I definitely myself have not been the best of enders and stuck with relationships that were going nowhere just out of some false sense of loyalty, thinking that I could change somebody when I couldn't, um, which leads me to my next thing, uh, just unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Um, you know, do you have things that you don't like about somebody and you, you're just trying to change them? Um, you know, especially if it's stuff that, you just can't stand. I mean, it's hard to change people, especially as you get older. I mean, you've got habits and behaviors that are just kind of ingrained in your being at a certain point. So you have to think about, you know, can you change that person or not? And, you know, that builds resentment for the other partner because, 
you know, why are you always trying to change me? Like, why can't you just let me be me? You know, I think that's, you know, probably another common thing in relationships you hear people talk about all the time. So I think that's something you have to watch out for. And then some other things. Oh, let's see. Did you settle when you were getting into the relationship? You know, maybe you were coming into the relationship and you were, you know, coming from a place of insecurity and low self-esteem. And maybe you just thought at the beginning that this person was so great and I'm not going to be able to do better when, you know, that's not that's not the case at all. You know, you shouldn't really, you know, they say you, you can't really love anybody unless you love yourself. And I guess that's that's true to a certain extent. But I mean, I've seen miserable people get in relationships and it completely changed their lives and they're super happy for the rest of their lives with the person they met. So I think if you find the the right relationship, then it's something that can help you grow and build your self-esteem and learn how to be more secure with yourself if you find the right partner. But, you know, maybe you're just settling in this particular case. Um, you just think this is the best I can do. I can't do any better. But, you know, eventually that mindset's going to change. Maybe you you know, start hitting the gym or maybe you get a job to get you more money or maybe you become more social or, you know, grow in some other areas of your life that, you know, kind of change your mindset and your personality a little bit and make you venture out and try more things, meet new people. And then you're going to get to the point of like, oh man, why am I stuck here with this person? Could have done better. I think you get the point. <laughs> uh, another thing too is, uh, Something to think about at the end is, uh, are you just continuing, you know, bad patterns from previous relationships? Um, maybe you're just not picking the right type of people. Um, maybe you have something inside you that draws you to people who, you know, have emotional issues. Um, people that don't let other people get close to them. Um, maybe people that are always in trouble or people that always cheat you know, I guess bad boys, bad girls, you know, whatever, um, things like that. Like, do you constantly just pick the same people? I mean, eventually it can just become a repeating pattern if you keep having the same results over and over again. And I think that's sort of the point of the podcast here is just when you're thinking about your weaknesses, I mean, think of all the relationships you've had that came to an end. Um, you know, hopefully if you're lucky, it hasn't been too many, <laughs> but if it's been quite a few, um, there's really been only one constant in every relationship you've been in, and that's you yourself. So, I mean, you got a choice to make. You can either keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again and keep getting the same results, or you can realize, hey, I've got to change some things about myself. Um, I've got to change how I show up in relationships, or I've got to change how... I, how I pick people, I've got to pay more attention to things like red flags and things like that. Um, you know, maybe you pick people that are incompatible with you. Um, you know, you like sports and you like to go out and party. Uh, maybe the other person doesn't like that. Um, maybe they hate sports. They would rather not go out. They'd rather stay in every weekend and not do social stuff. I mean, that might be cool at first, but eventually the person that wants to, you know, watch sports and go to sporting events and go out and do social things is 
going to get bored because they're, you know, always stuck in the house. Um, maybe you pick people that are unavailable, um, emotionally unavailable, or, you know, maybe you keep picking, you know, people that live far away just because that's sort of like a buffer to help keep you from getting emotionally attached or from getting too close to people. Um, maybe you keep picking people that are projects. Um, I mean, everybody can grow and change, but I don't think you should ever get with somebody just based on the potential for who they could be because you're leaving a lot up to chance if that person can't hit whatever goal or whatever standard you think they should be at. And then to be even completely honest, who are you to put that kind of limit on somebody or to put that kind of uh, expectation onto somebody else? I mean, why should somebody live their life based on what you think of them? Or what you think they should be. I mean, that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you to think that you have that much power over somebody. I mean, that's not a healthy relationship for sure. So. And then another thing too is maybe you don't have the same values. Like, you know, maybe. Um, you know, you value things like trust, honesty, loyalty. Um, maybe the other person isn't loyal. And, you know, you, you do things to try and help them out. And they're not going to appreciate it. Or, you know, maybe they haven't been completely honest throughout the, the whole of the relationship where you have and you find out one day. Um, little things like that are going to build resentment and those are eventually going to lead to a crack in the foundation. So it's something that you really, really have to keep an eye on. But. So those are just some things that. You know, could be potential weaknesses for you. And I'm willing to bet that if you look at how you act in relationships, a lot of that probably bleeds into how you go about the rest of your life, too. I mean, if you have attachment issues, um, you know, in terms of a relationship, you're probably kind of similar with friends, too. Um, if you, you know, are quick to get comfortable and easy going and kind of lazy when you been with a relationship for a long time i mean odds are if you stay with a job or a company for long enough it's probably the same kind of thing um what else what else yeah if you're not a good communicator in terms of relationship i mean you're probably not a good communicator in other parts of your life too maybe with family and friends um same thing with boundaries you know if you're not good at communicating and enforcing boundaries you have with a partner then maybe you're also not good at doing that in other parts of your life too. You know, maybe you let people push you around at work or maybe when you're out in public, you know, at a store, you know, you let people push you around, you know, like sales clerks or customer service folks like that. You just kind of, you know, let yourself get pushed around and not do anything if you're disrespected or you don't feel like you're getting the level of customer service you're supposed to get, just as an example. So I think you take all that as just examples of what some of your weaknesses could be. And then you realize that your relationship is ending. So it's actually the perfect time to just hit the reset button. Um, and the, the point that I was trying to communicate with the guy that was on the weekly mindset call I was on was just that you're actually in a beautiful place right now because his kids were older. Um, they weren't at home. So he was just kind of standing you know, at the bottom of the mountain, I mean, sure, there was, you know, plenty of work to be done, but there's a peak there. 
And, you know, when you first get dumped and you're going through all the emotional stuff there, it's hard to see that peak, but there's a peak. Like, you never stay at the bottom unless you want to stay there. Like, you can make the climb up. You can make the choice. It's, you know, totally up to you. But it's probably much easier said than done. But if you do the proper introspection and soul searching, you can see places where you had a role and things coming to an end. And I mean, you, you take, for example, like, of course, you know, if somebody cheats, you know, you can't force that person to cheat. So that's not on you. But odds are that, you know, that person was maybe missing something in their relationship. So they stepped out on you to do whatever it was they did. Um, you know, that's not an excuse for it. I personally don't have, um, you know, much good things to say about cheaters having been cheated on a few times. But it doesn't necessarily reflect negatively on you. Um, you know, sometimes people just have other things going on in their lives and you don't know their full backstories. And what they're doing isn't really necessarily a personal reflection on you. It's just... Um, how they're acting in a certain given moment. They're just, uh, just how they handle things, how they cope. So just thinking of it that way, you know, what can you do personally to turn things around for your next relationship? Um, you know, you should throw yourself into self-improvement as much as possible when you have a breakup or get dumped, mainly because... That's going to be some stuff that helps you cope with the actual breakup. And I think that personally, if you sort of find that to focus on, it's going to help push you through. Um, it's going to take your mind off things for one. And it's just, you know, going to be an outlet for you, which I think everybody needs when they're, you know, going through things that are tough emotionally. Um definitely definitely not easy i mean any breakup any heartbreak divorce anything like that so i mean i think just basically what i'm trying to say is is that uh i mean it whatever things you need to work on are out there and they're just reflected back on you whenever that relationship ends um it's you know maybe not something that sinks in right away i mean of course you need to take time to adjust and heal and cope and all that stuff um but it's there right there in front of you and the relationship coming to an end really just shines a light on it and just makes it completely visible if you know what you're looking for. Um, but you have to be completely honest with yourself and the kind of honesty I'm talking about is not where you beat yourself up and talk to yourself negatively or talk down to yourself. It's just the kind of honesty where like, Hey, you know, I, I need to work on this. I need to do better at this next time. Um, I need to be a better communicator. Um, I need to be more present when I'm talking to my partner. Um, I need to share control a little bit, let my partner choose things sometimes. Um, you know, just little things like that. I mean, they're, they're all right out, right out there and right in your face if you just open your eyes and look at them. So I think I'm pretty clear on that one. <laughs> so... I think maybe the next episode I'll talk about what I did or what I do normally whenever I've been dumped. I guess sort of my breakup recovery recipe. I feel like, I don't know, that might be beneficial to people 
breakups and divorces are always a pain in the rear end. So I guess any kind of advice you can get from anybody that's had to deal with them would be beneficial. So I'll share mine on the next episode. But thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you as always. Um, If you're listening on Apple, please leave a review. Um, And if you have any questions or comments or anything, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Single Dad Reboot. Or you can find me on my website, www.singledadreboot.com. Or I think if you're listening on Anchor, you can actually send voice messages or text text messages through the app or something like that. I'll have to look into it. I'm not completely sure. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you all. And I hope you found this episode beneficial.